Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is going to be a wonderful evening, and I would like to welcome you to the Actor and the Actuary. Uh, We're just two guys in opposite states talking about our careers, life, and completely two different worlds. As we try to figure out what the heck's going on, who we are, what we're doing, and if it means something. Ooh, I heard a little can pop there. Means you must got a beer in front of you. I got a little something. Yeah, what, what do you got? What you drinking? What are 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 you drinking? That looks like a little scorpion. Is that what it says? No, it says little something. <laughs> oh, a little something. <laughs> pun, pun, pun. Uh, now, I, now I get your, uh, I get the pun. A little something. What? What is that a beer? Yeah, it's a Lagunitas. But oh, it's, oh. It's, a, it's a something ale. Well, enjoy that little something. Thank you. A little something, something. A little something. It's hard to say something without saying something, something, you know? Actually, just... no, it does. Look, the fine print, little something, something male. Oh, yeah, it does. Little something, something. Okay, good. Because, yeah, I mean, you don't ever say little something. No. Say a little something, something. A little something, something. Just give me a little something, something. Hey, Aaron, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, you know, I've got, a, uh, I've got a homemade daiquiri here in front of me. Wow. I, you know what? I, I decided I've been... I've been real lazy on my drinks. I got to step it up. So now I'm going to try to have like a real drink. All um, right. So uh, daiquiri is, I, I got to be honest, I Googled what are drinks with few ingredients. I got to start simple Yeah. and da- daiquiris have pretty few ingredients. So we're going to start there. Well, it's got a little something in it. It's got a little something. It's got a little something, something. <laughs> <laughs> pun, pun, pun. Oh man. And you know, the other reason that I'm, I'm drinking this uh, daiquiri um, I he- I've heard that a daiquiri is the preferred drink of actors. Can you confirm Ooh. or deny that? Um, I can't, but it doesn't sound like something that I would drink. Okay. I can't confirm the average actor's drink of choice, but I don't believe it would be that. Well, that checks out, seeing as that was a complete lie. So good work. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> First test passed. Yes. So you, you really are an actor. Well, that's great. <laughs> Jeff, we've uh, got an email. Uh, this is actually a little confusing because it looks like it is from the delivery driver. Oh, yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this person no longer wants to be the delivery driver. Uh, now the transporter. So uh, uh, hold on. I'm checking to see if the transporter is taken. Oh, uh, no, it, it, it's not. Uh, not taken. All right. Um, yes. Delivery driver. You can be the transporter. I will uh, also this. There is a rule in play, though. You can only switch monikers one if there's availability to that new name and two once ever. So he's, he's stuck. Well, uh, transporter's got a couple of follow up questions. Okay. Uh, lo- looks like uh, he enjoyed the the uh, turning the ship episode. Great. How did both of you get the management positions that you got? How long have you had them for? And what have you learned about leading people since becoming managers? Ooh, good good questions there. Yeah, really good questions. Well, me, I kind of just worked my way up. I've been at the same place for 12 years and I became a manager about uh, two years ago. So I guess uh, 10 years of uh, of working will will get you into that uh, at an insurance company, apparently. What about for you, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, moved out to LA, uh, top of 2010. Uh, I was like, how do I not pay rent in LA? Cause it's terrible. So I Googled how to not pay rent in Los Angeles. Did and you really Google that? I did. And wow. 
the first like five pages that came up were become a property manager. And I was like, what the heck's that? Mogul. Let's- property mogul. Property mogul. Oh yeah. Property mogul. Let's do that. So, uh, I interviewed a bunch of places and everybody was like, uh, you're too young. You look like a child. And finally, like 50 interviews later, somebody's like, I like young people. They're go getters. So let's do this. So I did that for about a year and a half with that company, leveraged that, found a bigger company, got in with them and they boomed. And I grew with them over the last eight years. And, uh, it's been great. Um, so what have you learned about leading people since becoming managers? Uh, the first thought that comes to my mind, not everyone is like me. That, that's what I've learned uh, in, uh, in leading others. I realized like, you know, I always thought in my head, it's going to be leading a bunch of people that are just like me. So I know how to lead, you know, me, right? Uh, but it turns out people are very different and need lots of different things. And so you really have to cater to each of their needs and meet them where they're at. Yeah, I would 100% agree just jumping on that and be like, you got to find where they excel and let that be your leadership style into that person. It's not about what you want them to do. It's what are they good at? Kind of like what we talked about in an episode, leading them into that success. And also finding out that sometimes an email, which has no inflection, is worth the time to pick up the phone and call. I think a lot of my arguments or emails that have been misread or misinterpreted, I think sometimes when you're trying to correct somebody, it should be in person or via phone, at least where you can hear inflection or see somebody face to face. I think that's key. Yeah. There's so much value in in person. Well, uh, Transporter, thank you for the questions. Thank Appreciate you, Transporter. it. Transporter, yeah. Yep, and yeah, we definitely welcome follow-up questions uh, from any episodes from any of you out there. So thank and you. And if there's a delivery driver out there, it's open. It's open, that's right. Well, I, I hope you all are excited to hear how to become an actor. I've always wanted to know. I've got some questions for you to, to get you started. All right. Um, here, here's the first question I got for you. Do I actually need to have any skills whatsoever to be an actor? Or if I just like put my mind to it, can I be an actor? You can put your mind to it and you can be an actor. Sure. Some, some people will stop there uh, and maybe find a parcel of success. Um, but you do need to have some skill sets. How come sometimes though, like, you know, I watch a movie and by the way, I don't know what people mean when they say, oh, that guy's a bad actor. He, he did not act very well in that. I don't even know what that means. So maybe answer me, what does that mean? And then secondly, how did that person become an actor if they're so bad? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of terrible actors out there. Um, <laughs> you can tell by uh, how they're acting. And <laughs> if you, if you can't, then I can't tell. honestly, good on you. And I'm not going to I'm not going to try to open Pandora's box for you because you'll just start hating television and film so much more. And but I got to know. I got to know. I mean, come on. You can tell that, hey, like, hey, I'm drinking a little something versus, little hey, something. I'm drinking a little something. But maybe that's just the way that the character is supposed to be. Yeah, you're right. It absolutely, absolutely. If it makes, if it's a good choice, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. But at the same time, if you're not having any kind of like understanding of what you're saying, why you're saying it and in character or even in tone of the show or the genre, you I mean, also- I say things a lot and I don't know why I'm saying them though. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because you're you and you're not putting on a persona. You're not putting on a voice. You, when you have, when you start being an actor, you, you, you will realize that you have like a, a camera on yourself in your own mind, you'll realize like, oh my gosh, I'm now aware that I'm saying this and I'm acting, 
right? And you kind of have to throw that away. Your second question was, how do some people get it? How do some people find success while being yeah. bad? Yeah. Uh, you never. I mean, honestly, there's some good actors out there who have had terrible acting. I didn't love Ben Affleck's acting in the beginning. Um, I actually do like him. Um, I like question. him maybe, yeah. I don't know actors, by the way, for all of you that, that know this, except for you. You're like the most famous actor that I know. Um, so, um, what is the, what role, if I've like seen very few movies or TV shows or whatever he's in, what would I know Ben Affleck as? What, what is he in? Uh, he was Batman. Which one? Aren't there a bunch of Batmans? The one after Christian Bale. Oh um, yeah. This is always so tricky with you. Is that um, the dark, dark night? Okay, here, this brings up a good point that I'm going to answer to. <laughs> okay. No, gosh, no. Okay. Uh, well, Christian Bale was, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the last Batman. Have I've you seen, seen so. Goodwill hunting? Um, with Matt Damon. Mm. Uh, it's also with Ben Affleck and also he wrote it with Matt Damon and also they won Oscars <laughs> for it. So <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. I think right. I, I think I've been in the room when it's been on. Here's a point that okay. may also kind of answer your first question that we've kind of lost. There's a lot of questions here. <laughs> Which was, well, where did they become such a good actor? I've never seen him act before. Not many people had ever really heard or seen Matt Damon before Goodwill Hunting. Is he in Ocean's Eleven? Gosh, dang, yeah. Um, oh, nice. Is that a really strong daiquiri? <laughs> I just, I don't know actors. I, it's got nothing to do with the daiquiri, but it's average strength. Thanks for asking. So you're welcome. Uh, but Matt Damon had been acting at that point for 11 years, and nobody had really known who he was so it's not like he just all of a sudden was like and i'm gonna be good and was he had been in training and classes and all that kind of stuff up before that and little bit parts here and there that kind of thing um and some people honestly find luck into it or get cast and it was a bad choice or get cast and they were just naturally good i think jennifer lawrence never had taken any classes if that's true um and then all of a sudden she was good Uh, hunger games sorry that's j-lo right jennifer lawrence j-lo j-law yeah, I'm just kidding. I, but, I, I but know it's that J, one. but it okay. J Law. Yeah, no, I've I've seen Hunger Games. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with, You're with hip? Jennifer Lawrence. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm hip. <laughs> I wear a fanny pack now. I've heard those are in. They are. are. Continue. They are. Yeah, my wife's got a, a leather one. Um. So, <laughs> anyway, so I think that you know sometimes you can be cast and start and uh, start maybe too soon before you're ready or have a good performance or just be naturally talented. And you kind of have to grow from there. Some people start really well and realize that they haven't been trained and have to start adapting more. And then, you know, there's more training needed down the line, even after you've had some success. So how do you know, like before you, I assume there's some cost involved with this training. How do you know before you get into that, if you are skilled, if you have what it takes? Uh, the answer is most likely you don't, um, just, you don't, I mean, think about it from an actuarial perspective. Can you just all of a sudden be just good at it? Or do you have to start somewhere and grow into it and train and, you know, the more you experience it, the better you are. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're good at math and you like, you know, okay. Okay. Yeah. But see, that's a, that's my point though. You've been studying math a long time. How, how long have people been studying acting? I mean, you've maybe done what some church plays, you maybe done like a theater class, you maybe done like a drama play at school or something, but have, have you really been trained into it the way that they put on the board training algebra or how to do a proof or whatever it is they teach you. It's not really done with acting. So all of a sudden you get to 
graduation. You're like, I'm moving to California. I'm going to be an actor, but you haven't really had the basics, the fundamentals of acting. So you kind of have to, you have to start somewhere. You have to start in classes, that kind of thing. You'll have a lot more success if you're a little bit more confident. So people who are a little bit more arrogant, unfortunately, have a little bit of a stronger start because they're just confident and probably a little bit, uh, I don't know, ignorant about um, their own skill set. But because of their confidence, that can overshadow maybe some technical inability. But you have, I mean, you, you have to start with classes. It, you're not good enough. Nobody is. I would say that, uh, you know, the confidence thing, that's probably true in most professions. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're confident, that that takes you a long way. It it'll get you a job. You might not be good at it, but you know, it might get you a well, job sure. that gets you an opportunity to be good at it. So, yeah, because a lot of jobs require what an interview process. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. most, if not all, do even acting. Right, in order to get a job on set, you have to audition for the role, and so there's a lot of confidence that has to go into that specific audition, that specific interview, that kind of thing. Right. Right. Makes sense. Well, you, you brought up another question. Uh, this was, you know, about a minute back now, but uh, this is what I was going to ask you. So I, I want to be an actor. Do I really have to move to California? No, you don't. Um, you can move to Atlanta. And of course, there's Chicago or New York, especially in the uh, the theater um, avenue. So, um, but yeah, but I would say it's uh, L.A., primary, um, Atlanta, a good secondary market, and then um, New York and Chicago, both if you want to do film and commercial, but uh, primarily I would say those last two are going to be uh, more directed towards theater. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that find success in Atlanta. There's a good acting community there. I didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that recent? I mean, it's kind of, it, yeah, well, yes, it's grown a lot more recently in the last decade, if not even in the last five years, for sure. A lot more people are moving out of here to go and find a, a chance there because the, the ratio is better. Also, you're dealing with, you know, like Tyler Perry's setting the stage for creating more sound stages outside of LA and building big places for film sets to go. You have massive tax breaks and they're like, well, why are we doing everything out of LA then trucking our whole film out to wherever we want to shoot? Let's just build a big soundstage or put our productions in these actual locations. And I think Atlanta for sure has seen more of a thriving community. Question. Um, I know that one of your first TV appearances was on The Price is Right. Do you think that that helped your ability to land future acting jobs? Honestly, I did audition for that thing. As crazy as it is, I mean, you you know how that is. You were on that, that show as well. But that line into the actual... Um, the seating area, it was oh, an yeah. audition. You're, you're mm-hmm. talking to the guys going down the line, talking to every single person. And I remember being there with my film school. This was early 2010. And uh, he just like, he asked me a few questions. I answered him. I was confident. So then I kind of started stealing people's interviews a little bit, but realizing that, hey, I'm auditioning here. And this guy's also auditioning me. And so mm-hmm. after like four or five people down the line, he just kept playing back with me. And I knew going in, I was like, I feel like that guy likes me, that there was a pretty good chance. Um, so yeah, there, there was definitely some acting in that. Interesting. I bet most people don't know that, that on the price is right. It's not exactly random. Um, you are selected if if you are, you're pre-selected, you're called to come on down. Yep. Because they want to know how you're going to react when you are called. Otherwise they're like, I don't want to get a dud. Well, and probably a bunch of people that are there in the studio audience have no idea that that's an interview and 
they aren't taking it seriously. They're just yep. like, I got something better to do, or I got a tweet or something. Yeah. I don't know. Why is this guy talking yeah. to me? <laughs> yep. Yep. But I didn't ever get onto stage. I only got called down. I never made it up like you did. That's proof right there that that does not launch your acting career. Does it help to know people? Uh, yeah. if, if you know somebody, does that, does that help? Uh, yeah. <sighs> mm. Kind of, I think, I mean, I didn't really know anyone. I, I think it's good to get like support or accountability of like getting tips. Like, what do I do? Where do I start? That kind of thing. Um, so I think for me, it was helpful that I had a film school that I, I started with a community. I think coming out here without a community is just setting yourself up to be sad and fail or have to work really hard to, to network and connect because networking is a big part. Um, I don't think you have to necessarily know somebody, but you have to have some gumption and you have to push through uh, the waiting period. You know, I, I found my first manager on Craigslist um, and I, I that was just like blasting out a bunch of messages on Craigslist saying, looking at, you know, ads that say, hey, looking to extend, extend my roster, you know, send me your headshot and a little bit about you or something and we'll set up an interview. And I, I remember just sitting out to so many people and finally got a response. And that's just because at, you know, and off hours of the day, I was sending out a bunch of emails. So you have to, if you don't know somebody, you definitely have to go out and kind of get it. Um, I, I can never stand the people who say I'm going to sit back and wait for my career to come to me out here, which they do. They're like, I got to get my right audition or I got to get the right representation or whatever. It's like, ah, it's not going to just come to you. Um, but uh, yes and no, yeah, it helps for sure. But if you have the confidence or the the work ethic, I think you don't necessarily need to. How, what, I mean, you know, I'm an actuary. I'm all about the odds here. If what's my probability? Well, I mean, don't, don't think about me because I know I'm not going to be successful, but take an average person that is committed enough that says, I want to move to Atlanta or I want to move to, to Hollywood and uh, I want to be an actor. What would you say is the success rate? I would, I would ask a question to your question is what defines success? Is it full income off the job? Well, yeah, let's take that definition first. All right. Because then by that definition, I would not be successful. And I've been on 20 plus television episodes. And I say that as a point to like, it, it is that does not define success because I have to have another job. I have to have other income. It's not that feasible. And it's not that often that you, yeah, it's nice after, you know, 11 years out here, there's, there's residual income that helps. Um, you know, with the way TV airs and re-airs and digital pickups and foreign DVD sales and all that kind of stuff is very helpful. But it's not enough to raise a family on unless you are a series regular or, you know, booking two to probably three to five national commercials a year or something like that. It's it's not something that would, I would say, define success. If you're going by that criteria, zero, I mean, like 0.9% <laughs> you know, to find success. I don't think there's that many people based on the the ratio that come in that find success of having full income taken care of by acting. Well, then let me ask a question to your question, to my question. Have you been successful by your definition? Yeah, it's a tough question. Um, because everybody wants to be more successful than they are, right? It's just this world, you know, that we live in. I want more things. I want more income. I want more stuff. So it's like, I don't know that there's a satisfaction. Let's go back to the Matt Damon thing for a second, because Goodwill Hunting, he goes and wins that Oscar. 
And he said in an after speech, I'm so glad that I won this this early in my career so that I could know that it wasn't going to be fulfilling to me to get because, you know, being so young and he wins this Oscar, he says he remembers just laying in bed that night being like, so that's that, like, I got it already. And (laughs) now what? And I I still want more. I'm not fulfilled inside. There's like an emptiness and like, that's going to always be the thing. There's been a lot of definitions of success, you know, along the way, and I've had some success and I've found some success in it. And I've, I've had to really wrestle with feeling like that's enough or that that's enough for now or comparing comparison game is a huge thing out here. Oh, this person booked a series regular Oh, this person booked this job or, and you kind of like, well, how come I haven't, or how come I haven't done this? But then you look at the people who are like looking at you and it's like, well, I haven't even booked a TV show, you know? And so there's, you have to take the the wins as wins and the losses as future wins because a lot of good has come out here. And yeah, I've got this other job and that's been very successful to combine with this one because it's helping me raise my family. And I've found my wife out here and like, I have a kid out here and like, that's allowing me to continue this pursuit. And there's a, just a big combination of all these things equaling to a level of success that I hope grows into more success in my desired industry, into my art and my craft. Um, I'm still working towards that. That's probably true for a lot of us, no matter what field we're in. There's being the most successful that you can be in your career, and then there's success in general in life. Um, And uh, yeah, it seems like it is our nature to always want a little bit more success than we have, but that, that can be good. Cause that can, that can drive us forward sometimes as long as, as long as we stay content in that. All right. Well, uh, maybe one final question for you. Um, let's say I've been listening to this whole thing and, uh, I've been inspired. Um, I, you know what I'm, I'm all in, I, I want to try to make it as an actor. What's the first thing I should do? Well, I think for one, you have to move to one of these places. If it's not LA, it's Atlanta. I think it's got to start there. If you can't do that, then get into some kind of a class or theater group or something to build confidence for when you do move. And then once you move, get into class. Uh, Again, get into class anywhere, but get into class. I think sometimes it's it's like, I'll eventually get there, but you have to. I can't financially afford it. You got to figure it out. Um, because you have to build up confidence. I went to the acting center and it was one of the greatest things for me to start my career. And it was one of the hardest things to say yes to. But once I got in, that started building confidence. You start getting into repetition and figuring out what works and what doesn't, how you feel good about acting. And you start to see your acting improve gradually over time and just commit to years of doing it. Um, First and foremost, I think is how you start. And I think from there, um, you will create a little bit of a community, which again, like I said, is so important. You create accountability, you get people to help you with auditions or other people will help you get representation or, um, you know, vouch for you with their reps or what have you. And it becomes a community process and you start to do that together. When you try to do it alone, it's just going to be super hard. This industry takes a lot of gumption. And they made a movie about that, right? Forrest Gumption. (laughs) Nice. Thanks for the super, pity, pity laugh. Appreciate super, that. Super good. Can you, I, how about this? I will buy you a round of drinks. If you can tell me the lead actor's name of that movie. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I, I have a name in mind, but folks, uh, this is exact. Everybody, everybody <laughs> knows the lead actor's name of Forrest Gump. I'm, I'm going to go with Mel Gibson. Oh my God. Is that right? <laughs> God, he's an actuary, guys. Forgive him. Forgive him that he does not know. Oh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom it's Tom Hanks. Hanks. No, those, those guys are all the same to me. I mean, Tom wow. Hanks, those, they've been in like so many movies that are the same, right? I mean, come on. Well, you've heard it here, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the actor and the guy who knows nothing about it. Um, my name is Jeffrey Larson. I'm the actor. So move, start class, find community. Thanks, Jeff. Um, I think that for now, I'm going to stick with my day job as an actuary. But thanks for giving us a little insight into how you got started and to uh, the first steps to being to being a successful actor. This is Aaron Sorbel, the actuary. And by the way, most actuaries do know movies and actors. I am the exception. Have a great night. <laughs>